Happy May Day 2023. Today's topic is big adjustments for little kids. How do we read what they're really saying when they don't have the words to say it? Well, we read their bodies. Do you know how to read their bodies? Do you know how to listen to what they're saying, but they're not really saying it? Come along and listen to this episode. Before we begin, I would like to make an announcement. And listeners, I will be available to book clients again starting June 1st. So if you have been on the fence about having coaching around your parenting topics, or if you're just wanting to make the most of summertime with an extra sense of direction and learning that is fun, contact me at hello at com or sign up on my calendar link that will be found in the show notes below to book a call to meet. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling that you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I'm a mom, grandma, and speech language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you'll find solutions to get kids to listen better and build family connection, to feel confident in managing difficult behaviors and help your kids build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. How do you listen to what your child is not saying? The tantrums will give us something to listen to, won't they? But that's not what they're really saying. Often when you look at a very young child, they have no filters, so their behavior is a really good window into what is actually going on. As children get a little bit older, they might display the same behaviors, but they are able to manipulate in some ways what is going on. As my daughter had a second baby, her 20-month-old first child came to stay with me a few days Obviously, a one-and-a-half-year-old does not have enough life experience to be able to process this experience. There were many, many funny moments along the way. I've been asked many times how it is that you help a young child, a child that doesn't have much language, to be able to more easily accept a big change, such as a younger sibling coming into the household. Maybe your big change is a move of a house. Maybe it's schedule changes. Maybe it's that you're going to take an enormous trip, which is wonderful, but it's still for the child a big change. And maybe like this situation, it's a new baby coming into the house. So what can we do to help our children adjust? Today we have four strategies that will help you help your child to adjust to your big new event. The first thing is what I'm calling the loving welcome. The loving welcome is described that way because the first thing I'm thinking is the idea of bringing a new baby into the home. When you have your little bit older child come and let your older child be on your lap and reaching openly for hugging and normal interactions with that older child, 
Sometimes the children will resist just simply because their surroundings scare them. They might see something that is different. They can smell different smells and they're not sure what is going on. When they look at you, they might sense tension. They might sense enthusiasm or tired or you just look different. Now that could be with a baby. It could also be that you have spent time online researching this big trip. It could be that you have been gone because you're looking at the new house. It could be that you're bringing the child into this new house. Whatever it is, when you're talking with your child, the loving welcome brings your child along to the event with you. It embraces your child in the situation where they feel like they are welcome that they are wanted, that they are actually part of this big event that is welcoming them into this new situation that you have going on. So that's step one, the loving welcome. You bring your child along with you to the event, to the meeting, to the experience in a, in a position of you are really valuing that child being present is a first way to get your child to be calm in that interaction. Now, of course, children that don't have a lot of words may just shout no and push away. And at that point, moms and dads, is not when you take it personally. Because no doesn't mean you. It doesn't mean about the situation. When the children are really young and they don't have a lot of words, no might mean, I don't understand. No might mean, Uh, There's something different. There's a change. I can tell there's a change. I'm uncomfortable with change. No might mean, not now, I'm hungry. No might mean so many different things because, again, they don't have the language capacity. So don't take personally. Just realize that, that what they're not saying is that there's some kind of discomfort in them. They're not telling you exactly what it is. And don't assume that the words that they say are all-encompassing and certainly don't assume that the words they say mean the same thing that your adult mind is thinking about. The second thing I will encourage is not to push nor correct in these particular moments. So the child is not rejecting your idea or the vacation or the location or the new sibling or you, mom and dad. His limited language is a reflection of his limited understanding. When he feels like he doesn't want to be pushed, at that point, it's better to sit back and observe. See if you can see the pattern of what it is that he's doing with his body, what he's yelling about, how is it that his body is talking to you. So if he's thrashing on the floor, what does it look like? Does he look like he's angry? Or does he look like he's like melting down? And again, the difference between meltdown and tantruming like anger, you can find in, oh, I forget which episode number, but I'll put it in the show notes. But is it that he's just having an angry reaction or is it that it's too much stimulation and overload like in a meltdown? Depending on what it is that you're seeing, you'll handle it differently. Is he saying no because what he's talking about is wanting to go outside and play? Maybe it has nothing to do with going outside and play. Maybe he simply needs a break. He senses the tension or the excitement and it's just too much emotional energy. So he says, give me a break. Maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe he just needs some of that. We say just need some fresh air. But really what that is too 
It is refreshing ourselves. So don't push. And in those particular moments, not correcting the behavior, but rather stepping back just a smidgen mentally and watching it. Now, obviously, you intervene if there's anybody's safety around. So if your older child is is bringing a, a bat or something and he's about to hit a new baby, don't allow that. That would have to be corrected. And of course, if he's causing damage or, or to a new house or whatever, if he's in danger himself, of course, we intervene with those situations. But in general, as long as safety isn't a concern, don't push him in those moments. And no, don't correct him in those moments. Just watch and see if you can see what it is that is actually bothering him on the inside. With children, when there isn't a push, occasionally a child will simply join the parent in the quiet. And it's worth a try if that's all you need to do. And sometimes that's enough and it'll work. And number three, assume your child doesn't understand. We know they don't understand fully, so treat it as if there's some part that is confusing. Give the child the language to think about it. We can alleviate discomfort from within that confusing, icky feeling by helping the child understand through language. Help them have the curiosity to wonder to experience, and to accept. Let's expand on the idea of confusion. Always consider that your child is confused. And sometimes that confusion can overpower the curiosity. Maybe they're just uncomfortable. And confusion is uncomfortable. And when they have very few life experiences yet, many things can be confusing. So when you look at the temper tantrum or the meltdown, or just bad behavior. And you look at it through the lens of, hmm, I wonder what they're actually feeling. Become curious and consider if maybe they're confused. And when you're confused, what is it you like? Maybe that's what you should give the person that is less confident because they just don't understand the whole picture. It's a possibility too. We know our children don't think as complexly as we do. But if we can whittle down to the main idea and talk about that with our children, that will help tremendously. When you're guessing your child doesn't understand, and of course they don't have the language to tell you what part they don't understand, make some guesses and start talking about what you think they might not understand. But put it in very simple terms. Uh, One of the things that I saw recently was the baby came out to play with you as a description for what happened to mama's belly and here's this new baby. The young child that heard this description simply paused, looked totally stumped, and you know that was enough for him that moment. He did not need a lot more because this was a big thing to process for a little young mind. When it comes to your other big events, again maybe we're moving a house or or something like that, if you can come up with a way the child can think about it, put it into some language that would meet the age of the child. Maybe if you're moving, you could say, here's another house to play in. If you have a house full of company, you can say, there's lots of friends over, and it's loud. Do you need a little quiet time? And make it okay to have quiet. If we're spending our time packing for a big event, 
Maybe we say something to the child as, oh, we're going to have so much fun. We have to put all of our things into the bag so we can take them with us. Keeping our explanation as simple as possible for the youngest of our kids is going to be helpful. Now, obviously, if your children are getting a little bit older, you can use more description. But when there's tension, when the child is having behaviors that interfere and you don't know what it is that is actually bothering them and it feels like they are rejecting the situation, remember to read what their bodies are saying, not what their words are saying. And when you read what their body is saying, you may again find something like uncomfortable, confusion. And so alleviating those things is one way that we can get our kiddos to feel calmer. And remember, for many episodes now, as we calm the brain, our comprehension goes up. As we calm the brain, it comes back online and we're able to use language better. The fourth and final piece for today is to identify similarities so that your child can connect. So, for example, if a baby's coming home, you can say something like, the baby has a hat. Do you have a hat? Where is your hat? And allow the older child to realize, oh, we're the same, even if it's as small as that. Let's say you're going to a new home. Oh, this house has a kitchen. Our house has a kitchen. They both have kitchens. This is good. And again, stop there. That's enough. So when we're talking about our littlest ones, under two, about two, this is a a very good way to be able to help them make an adjustment. Let's say we're going on vacation. I wear these clothes at home. I get to bring my favorite clothes along. Done. No more discussion on that topic. If you can identify something similar with the new and connect it to something familiar and say it happily with your child, it will help your child to be able to calm down and accept this new adventure. Obviously, this is not the end all. This is, there will be more meltdowns, there will be more tantrums than what I'm talking about here. But these kind of practices are ways that you can get in the practice of connecting and finding similarities. You can help your child to ease their discomfort and their confusion by helping them understand. If we don't push them and we're not correcting them in their time of stress, which is adjustments, that helps them be connected and have trust and and let them be who they are in that moment. And we can lovingly welcome them into the situation with us in spite of where they're behaving. So in summary, for the situation, when you are having a big adjustment for your very young child, think about how do you hear what your child is not saying? Read their body. And then, one, welcome them in. Lovingly welcome them in to the situation that you have going on, whatever it is. When they have a rejection, Number two is don't push, don't correct. Set yourself back and be curious on what do you think that child's rejection is actually of. Very likely, it is that feeling of confusion, 
and discomfort. So in that situation, the third thing is how do you talk about it with your child? Can you give them a connecting point where you are able to say things to them that explain very simply what is going on? Something that is in their age range to be able to understand the situation. And then fourth, if you identify a similarity, that will help the child also to connect and to accept this new change so the adjustment isn't quite as difficult. There are adjustments that we're going to go through all of our life. And life is easier for all of us if we are able to help our children to adjust a little bit more smoothly. So parents, I hope that this was helpful to give you ideas on how you can help your littlest ones get through adjustment, but also maybe give you springboard ideas to help your little bit older ones as well. And listeners, parents, I will be available soon to book clients again, um, starting June 1st. So if you have been on the fence about having coaching around your parenting topics, or if you are wanting to make the most of summertime with an extra sense of direction and learning that is fun, contact me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com or sign up on my calendar link to book a call to meet. You will find those links and email in the show notes below. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.